Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. How tight does he want his rubs ran, his rub routes? His rub routes. I remember he used to say, hey, you know, that was like three years ago, so... He, he say he say uh, as tight as a frog's ass, and he oh, say, yeah. oh how yeah, t- how tight's that? And yeah. everybody'd say in unison, waterproof. <laughs> okay, I remember that. No, I remember he definitely had some sayings that make you like remember what to do. So you know, shout out to Coach Brew. We've got a great episode of From the Pink Seats in store for you this evening. I am Jacob Lane, joined as always by my two co-hosts, Vincent Lococo and Matthew McGavick. We are just shy of 50 days from the opening kickoff for Louisville football. And to get us in the spirit of football, uh, there's no better way uh, than to bring on a guest who is certified to get players ready for the game of football. Tonight we'll be joined by Amani Spence, uh, which is a name that you may or may not recognize. The hardcore Louisville football fans will probably remember that. Uh, at one point, we're a very highly rated recruit that came into Louisville uh, and played for four years under several different coaches, uh, from the wide receiver position to the head coach, but now runs his own personal fitness business called Spence Fit that has become notorious this offseason with the overall muscle development and body transformation of one Lamar Jackson. We've talked about it a lot on this show in the past, and Vince, I will hand the mic over to you here in a second to talk a little bit more about Amani and what you know about him from his time at Louisville. Uh, but what we do know is that Amani has worked with Lamar Jackson from a uh, personal training standpoint to become, you know, really kind of improve his body to get it to the point of being able to be uh, at the top of the top. And their relationship goes way, way back at Louisville all the way uh, to when they first uh, came into school together, which Amani will talk about during the show. But from a statistical standpoint, Matthew, what overall, what do you remember and give our audience just a little bit of a background about Amani and, and his recruitment and how he got to Louisville? He came in as far as the uh, class of 2015, so it's kind of the heart of the Bobby Petrino 2.0 era. Originally out of Hollywood, Florida, a near consensus three-star. He was rated as a four-star prospect coming out of Hollywood by ESPN. Only registered seven catches for 61 yards in his five years at Louisville, but he he played with some, some, as we know, some high-quality talent. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Jair, Jalen Smith, James Quick, Dez, Tutu. I mean, he, he was around a lot of guys. That's right. And Vince, uh, first of all, it's good to see you, buddy. Welcome into the show. You look super tan for vacation. You also look like you got the smile of a new house owner. Uh, what do you remember about Imani in your time? You guys crossed paths uh, for four years at Louisville as teammates, but what do you remember about him um, from just an overall standpoint as a player, as a person, and give the fans a little bit of insight into his relationship with Lamar. It, it was an absolute pleasure to be teammates with Imani Spence. I mean, you want to talk about one of the most genuine people you ever be around, extremely hard worker. I mean, he's fun, he's goofy, but at the same time, he's going to bust his ass every single day and come in there with a great attitude and be one of the hardest workers on the road. His work ethic and, and passion for personal fitness and, and training is very evident in this episode. Obviously, we brought Imani on to talk about his background as a Louisville football player. But again, this offseason, his business has really taken off. 
from the notoriety of his work with Lamar Jackson and other athletes in the Miami area. I think there's a lot of good stuff for Louisville fans here uh, and, and really get an idea of what goes into training the highest uh, level of athletes each offseason. So make sure you stick around and listen. Uh, we got a great episode for you. Before we get into Amani and bring him in, a little housekeeping stuff here to go through. Make sure that if you're not subscribed to the podcast, that you go ahead and do so. Anywhere you get your podcast from, you can find us there from the Pink Sea. Podcast is the name of the show. If you're not familiar, if this is your first time listening, and then also be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Pink Seats Pod as we get closer to football season. A lot of good content coming there. Give these guys a follow at Vincent Lococo, at Matt underscore McGavick, at Jacob Lane 08, stateofLouisville.com, the Louisville Report of Sports Illustrated. Without further ado, let's go ahead and hop right into the show and bring in our guest, Imani Spence. For the first time appearing on From the Pink Seats, Imani Spence. Imani, welcome in, man. How's it going? Everything good. How's everybody going? Man, we are we are doing doing really well. We are 50 days out as we sit here and record tonight uh, from Louisville football kicking off. And I'm sure as an alumni, there's still got to be a little bit of excitement on your end when Louisville takes the field for the first time, right? Like, get put me in your shoes over the last couple of years since you've been graduated, working in your own uh, as a personal trainer in your own space now. Do you still get excited for Louisville football kicking off at the beginning of the season? And do you keep up with the team as they kind of go out throughout the year? Uh, I do get excited for the kickoff, you know, just to see some of the guys that I do know go back out there and play again. But as far as keeping up with every game and everything, nah, I really don't. Not too much. Yeah, well, over the last couple of years, I don't think anybody can really blame you for that. Uh, it's been it's been a topsy-turvy uh, couple of years, to say the least. Uh, but let's just stop right from the here, from the beginning here with your recruitment. You come out of Broward County, one of the top recruits in the country. What was your experience like as being a four-star athlete out of one of the, the biggest pipelines of football across the country in terms of talent? And what was your recruitment like early on? Um, I mean, in my junior year, I committed to uh, University of Miami. Then I decommitted. Once I went on Louisville, uh, once I went on a visit to Louisville and I seen, like, the way everybody was living, the, the family feeling that I got from there, so – I committed right away. Following all that, the recruitment, uh, committed to Miami, you know, end up committing to Louisville. Uh, Coach LT, Lamar Thomas recruited you, right? And uh, then you went to Coach Galloway and uh, then Coach Bruce. So what was it like playing for three different wide receiver coaches? And what can you take to apply that to your Spence Fit stuff? Um, I mean, I learned different things from all three receivers. They all got their own techniques. I mean, receiver coaches, they all got their own techniques of of how they teach and how they coach. And, you know, I just learned different things from each one of them and took it and did my own thing with it. Who was the, the guy that you enjoyed playing for the most? They're all very different. Lonnie Galloway, Gunnar Brewer. Oh, let me answer first. I think I think if I had to guess, I'd say Galloway with how you, Des, and all them were with him. Just joking. Uh, but me personally, I would say Coach Brewer, honestly, because he's his teaching skills was different from all the other receiver coaches that I that I've experienced with. You know, like he really broke down steps, broke down angles, broke down the mental part of the game. So I will honestly say Coach Brewer. And you know, he coached some of the best to ever play, Randy Moss and stuff like that. So I would definitely say Coach Brewer. Kind of going back to your freshman season, you head into there and Louisville's losing Devontae Parker. And it's kind of a little bit of a transition into the next area of wide receivers, so to speak. What were some of your expectations heading into that freshman season? You know, a, a part of the recruiting is, you know, they're trying to gas you up no matter what yeah. you do. They try to gas you up to oh, <laughs> replace him or you're going to replace him. Just come here, come here. But, you know, I always knew that no matter what, you had to come in and work regardless. Because, you know, it's, it's 15 other receivers that want to come in and do the same thing you're doing. So at the end of the day, 
I just knew that I had to work, you know, but I dealt I dealt with a lot of injuries at the wrong timings and, you know, a few other issues. But, you know, that was that was the main part. They're you using that, that uh, recruiting trip now, Monty, with, uh, you know, you're going to be the next uh, Lamar Jackson quarterback at Louisville. Oh, yeah. Be the, be the next L. <laughs> Most definitely. That, I mean, why not? Why not use that? He did come from there. And then, look, Malik Cunningham came right behind him and kind of doing the same thing almost. You know what I'm saying? So it's a good opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Why not go there and try to try to go far with those guys? You know what I'm saying? So you a little peeved that the, they didn't pull the Bentleys and the private jets out back during your recruitment. Back, <laughs> I mean, you, I don't hey, know if you've seen the crazy video. With this. <laughs> well, I wish. I wish they would have did that back then. I wish. Uh, so just overall, we kind of touched on this a little bit in the intro, but you played with a lot of guys during your time at Louisville, you know, from, you know, Des Fitzpatrick, Jalen Smith, Jamari Staples, um, you know, the list goes on and on Two two at well, what was it like playing along so many talented guys? I mean, that you talk about iron sharpens iron that that statement had to be true uh, across all of the years that you were at Louisville. I mean, honestly, I learned different things from each one of those guys you just named, you know what I'm saying? So it was a blessing, honestly, just to be able to learn and, and be taught certain things, certain techniques, you know, certain moves, especially uh, from James Quick. You know, he taught me a lot as far as route running and uh, being in certain spots, using my head for different directions. And, you know, I taught he, he taught me a lot. So, you know, shout out to James. You and Quick, I mean, y'all were honestly pretty similar wide receivers, pretty similar skill sets. So for you, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a better guy to come in under, you know, and learn as much as you can from. And right. uh, all, you, you already know all those guys that came from behind you. I, they took the same stuff. That was my favorite part about y'all's room. And, and uh, I want to know how you feel, too. Like, y'all were – very tight. Y'all were probably one of the tighter, more tighter rooms on the team. So, right. you know, in that room, what's it like? Every, every wide receiver wants the ball. What's it like trying to get that brother type camaraderie? I mean, stuff like that, you can't really force, you know what I'm saying? It just got to come naturally, you know, and I felt like that's, that's what it was. It came naturally to all of us. We always playing for each other, even outside of football, you know what I'm saying? We were always hanging with each other, always laughing, you know, real. It was real. It wasn't like a, a forced thing, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was a good time. You know, I still talk to all those guys to this day, you know what I'm saying? And our relationship is pretty still tight. So, you know, it was a good thing. I, I got to ask, so is, is you and Dez, are y'all still clowning on each other as much as y'all used to in the locker room? If I can remember correctly, you were sleeping on the bus one time and he was putting, like, gummy worms in your mouth and you used to act like you used to oh. slap people on, on the on the head. Like you were asleep, and no, you no, you know, you recording yourself. No, you you got it all wrong. Dad's was sleep. I was feeling popcorns in his mouth. I was feeing popcorn, gummy worms just in his mouth. But yeah, you know, that's the thing that I brought. I feel like I I had a lot of fun. You know, what I'm saying everybody knew me for like a good time. You know what I'm saying? I always had people smiling, even the coaches. Like sometimes when the coaches try to be serious and they see me, they'll just laugh. I'm like, cool. You got to just have a good time sometimes. Like you can't be too serious sometimes you know don't, don't make it like don't make it a, a discipline thing make it fun to where people want to come back and enjoy themselves you know what i'm saying so i feel like that's what i kind of brought to the table yeah, we've heard plenty of gunner brewer stories from vince here but what's your best gunner brewer story honestly i would say the film room like the film room is where we where we laugh the most i feel you know what i'm saying but i don't know i can't really tell you like a of my favorite moment my favorite moment with him it was so many that i can't even remember but I know with Coach, Galloway, Coach Galloway, we used to always, like, jump on him and kind of wrestle him. Every time he come to, like, our bed check in the hotels, we will kind of wrestle each other and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I don't really know. 
I can't really – Let me rephrase that question. What was a brewer saying that made you laugh the most? Because he – he he had some pretty wild. Uh, uh, he had a lot of. He had a lot. Of, how, uh, how tight does he like his uh, rub routes to be run? Tight, as tight as what? Butt cheeks. That what you just say? Nah. How tight does he want his rubs ran? His rub routes. His rub routes. I remember he used to say, "Hey, you know that was like three years ago." So he, he say he say uh, as tight as a frog's ass. Remember? And he oh say, yeah. Oh how yeah. T- how tight's that? And yeah. everybody'd say in unison. Waterproof. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that. No, I remember he definitely has some sayings that'll, that'll make you like remember what to do. So, you know, shout out to Coach Brew. Is he still he, he's still coaching there right now? No, man. It's like the worst part of the great offseason that Louisville had is Coach Brew has departed and left for Maryland now, which I mean, hey, they do they do wear those dope jerseys. I'm not gonna lie, but we're gonna miss him for sure. Okay. But is everybody still there? Like Coach Stat and everybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think. So, from your last season would have been 2019. So, what they probably had five or six new coaches since then, uh, I'd say, or so. Yeah, I mean, they've done a pretty good Ledford, job of keeping the staff. Ledford's gone. Who who was the Carbone left and came back? You graduated, he went back to App State and then came back to Louisville after two oh, years. Wow. Yeah, uh, Coach Ponce is gone. Pete Thomas is the quarterback coach now. What about Coach Mike? Is Coach Mike still there? Nope. They brought in uh, George's assistant uh, strength coach. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trying to get them rings. Uh, but the, the the bringing up of Ben Souders, the new strength and conditioning coach, is the perfect transition into the next part of our show. On the other side of the break here, we are going to jump into much more with Imani Spence, including Spence Fit, which is a story and that you all need to hear. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Lamar Jackson and his his uh, adding of muscle over the last couple of years, but the man behind that story is here with us. So on the other side, we're going to jump into Spence Fit and talk about that with Imani. Stay right here. You've been out of college now for three years. Spence Fit is uh, what you do for a full-time job. For those who aren't familiar with you and your personal training, tell us a little bit about Spence Fit and just kind of the mission and the values that you have behind what you're doing. Coming out of high school, even in high school, I always had like a, 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 a urge to work out. I always loved working out, you know, lifting weights, running, just always being active, you know what I'm saying? So after college, you know, it just fell right in place, like, I could really be a, a, you know, a strength coach or a personal trainer or whatever it is that you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of like fell right in right in line to what I was already doing, because I always told myself, even if I don't make it to the NFL or to the league, I always want to keep my body in shape. You know what I'm saying? I always want to keep myself in fit. So, you know, it just fell right in line. It just fell right in line to what I needed to do. So, you know, yeah. That's what I told myself too, Amani. Once I was done playing, I want to keep myself fit and everything. But I mean, you can yep. you can probably imagine how I look right now playing <laughs> playing ball with me for four years. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, one thing I saw that was hilarious was uh, the picture of Lamar recently that uh, people were calling him Lamar Jack's son because of the muscle addition and growth that he's just the transformation that's really taken place over the last two off seasons. So obviously you've got a re- relationship with Lamar Jackson. First of all, describe, you know, how far back you guys go and how you kind of got into this position to be working with him. And then also just kind of give our audience a little bit of a background of what goes into training a high level athlete like him, who obviously is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the greatest athletes of all time a- across any sport. What goes into the training and putting together a plan for somebody like Lamar Jackson? Uh, well, you know, I met I met Lamar uh, my freshman year in college. You know what I'm saying? We both were from Florida. We both had, like, the same type of energy, so we clicked right away. You know what I'm saying? And by our sophomore year, we was roommates. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we just, ever since then, we just clicked. Hung out every day, you know what I'm saying? Worked out every day, whatever we was doing, it was always together, you know what I'm saying? So, and, um, you know, just working out with him was honestly, honestly, it was a blessing for real because, you know what I'm saying? He's seen my work ethic first, you know what I'm saying? He's not going to just have anybody just work him out just because friends or, or none of that, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to show something first. Like, okay, he's working out. I see him on his grind. You know what I'm saying? It's every day. He, he could tell I got a passion for this. I really love doing what I do. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? It just hooked up perfectly, you know? So shout out to God for that and him, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, um, working him out, I mean, I don't want to say too much about, you know, our plan <laughs> and what we do as far as building his muscle and everything. But you know what I'm saying? He, he, he worked as, he worked, can you curse on here? He worked his ass off for this whole, his, this whole off season. He been working his ass off, grinding daily, in and out, eating right, doing what he's supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? And I just can't wait for it to show on the field, which we already know he is going to show what he do on the field, you know, so. And that's, a, and that's a perfect transition there. Obviously, the strength and the weight training is one aspect of it, but obviously he's got to eat right too. So for someone of his athletic caliber, what are some of the things you had to have Lamar eat in order to gain all that weight? Um... I would say a lot of protein, a lot of protein stuff, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of fluids, you know what I'm saying? Working out, lifting weights, eating, you know, protein shakes. But we didn't want to, we didn't want to do the protein too much because he put on weight kind of fast, you know what I'm saying? So we don't want to, we didn't want to do like the heavy protein, heavy, you know what I'm saying? At first, I just wanted to test out his body to see, okay, this what, this what he can't eat, this what he can't eat, this what he can do, this what he, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, as overtime went, you know, I, I finally seen like, okay, this is what your diet got to be. We got to eat these type of foods. We got to do these type of things. And, you know, right now I'm taking a IIN class. That's a that's a nutrition that's a nutrition class that I'm in right now. You know, I'm taking and I'm learning more about nutrition and you know, so everything is coming together how it's supposed to be. But as far as you know, what I'm saying he already know what he has to do. You know, what I'm saying he's one of the best athletes ever in the world. You know, what I'm saying so he already knows what he can't eat, what he can't eat. He knows his body more than anybody else does. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me to be able to be a part of it and to actually, you know, see what he does is, is, a, is a blessing. It's honestly a blessing. So with that, mentioning the weight gain and stuff, uh, I kind of look at this, you know, knowing Lamar and stuff as his uh, Michael Jordan year after he came back from losing to the Pistons in the playoffs back in the day. And, you know, he picked up all that muscle, ends up winning his championship and things like that. Right. Do you think, know Lamar picking up the weight or a little bit more muscle mass I should say is, is gonna translate to him uh you know being able to take more hits uh just being more durable and being able to you know possibly win that super um you gotta realize like let's just say Lamar didn't gain that weight he's naturally just tough like he's naturally tough mentally physically he could be 180 pounds I'm not saying he he has been that but he could be 180 pounds and he'll run and move like he's 220 even if he get hit he gonna he gonna always get up he just always naturally he's naturally tough you know what i'm saying and i wouldn't say that's gonna this is gonna help him win a super bowl you know what i'm saying or whatever he's gonna win a super bowl because that's just what he want to do you know what i'm saying that's just how he is and he always wants to win regardless you know what i'm saying but as far as the weight and the muscles i mean i mean i guess i could help him with hits more i mean if you want to say that but i mean you gotta get hit I don't first. Know, I take a hit, you know what i'm saying regardless of whatever weight yeah. He knows how to fall. It's weird. Like yeah. he, he got, like he got one of the that's good balance, great balance on yeah, landing on soft spots, not hurting. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's always been. He's not like, like he's a man, 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 where you see him like fall back on his shoulder. Right. And, 
Right. Collarbone, bro. You know, not the typical quarterback injury. It's, it's wild to me. Right, right. Yeah, he's just a naturally tough, tough kid, man. So, tough person. So, regardless of how many weight he put on, how much muscle he put on, it's more mental for him than anything. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how he – that's how he got this far, just from his mental his mental stage. You know, he's, he's tough. He's tough, 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 tough. I can't wait to watch it this year. One thing that's really interesting to me, as I prepared for the show and did a little bit of research into, you know, your your fitness background and getting into the the personal training space, I found that when you Google Spins Fit, the first thing that comes up is an article from the Baltimore Ravens website that essentially really kind of credits a lot of the work that you've been doing with Lamar for his body turnaround and things like that. One, how how does that feel for you? Not just because it's your your buddy, but if it was, you know, not Lamar Jackson and say it was some random running back in the NFL, but how cool is it to get to see your name kind of mentioned in terms of the body transformation for a professional athlete? And then second, like, what does that do for business for you? Like, what you know, do you, have you been, have people been hitting you up? Like, man, I'm trying to get that Lamar Jackson body or like, how does that translate to you in terms of new clients and being able to grow your business? Um, honestly, it's a blessing to be able to see my name up there. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I worked hard for it. I really, I really worked and grind my ass off for it. You know what I'm saying? But as far as, as far as it helping for my business, it's, it's helped tremendously. I mean, I started SpenceFit a year ago. You know, when I first started SpenceFit, I just started off training my friends, you know what I'm saying? And, and just labeling, labeling it, SpenceFit, SpenceFit, SpenceFit. And, you know, over a year time, you know, it, it's turned into a whole different thing. You know, like my DMs now is crazy. Everybody asking like, dang, how do you, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you, I need to get this. I need to get that. I need to try to get like Lamar, this, uh, this and that, this and that, you know, so it's, it's been a blessing for real. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I'm just rolling with it. I'm just rolling with it. So I want to kind of backtrack just a little bit. Obviously you kind of touched upon it a little bit earlier saying that um, when your collegiate playing career is done, you want to keep your body still in relative good condition if you wanted to prepare for the NFL is that sort of where the inspiration to become a fitness trainer come from? Um, I'm, I guess I'm more so curious where the transition happened to where you wanted to specifically just keep your body right to where you are now. Like, how did that all transition come from? Um, just always loving the workout. Like, I feel like it's just the love and the, and the, and the, I just love working out. You know what I'm saying? I just always loved working, working out, working out, working out. Like I could go a week straight with just straight working out, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, at, at some point in college, it got to a point where I'm like, you know, my chances of the league is slim, you know what I'm saying? It's real, real slim. But, you know, I never let that, you know, like throw me off the track of, you know, I worked I worked all my life for, for the body that I have, you know, why would I let it go to waste? You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of people that play football, they'll stop, and then their body is just go into a whole nother world like they never played before, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to stay on what I did and what I worked for. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of played out the way I needed to. I needed it to. So I know, obviously, you're in South Florida, but as I sit here and talk to you, I think that there's a there's a content partnership brewing here where you put us three in a competition to who can truly become Spence Fit. That's something I think that our audience would really enjoy. Now, we would money, all probably money. die. No, we don't need oh, that, but money. it would be great for the content. And money. None of these guys can bench 225 once. I'm going, I'm going with Coco, man. I'm, I'm going with my guy, Coco. Man. I'm going with my guy. Yeah, the, the guy who has actually played football. Yeah. Right. But look, right. look, right. I, true. I That's true. He did play football, but I did see that beer belly starting to show a little bit on his Florida trip. So he doesn't have much more. Now, no, he knows. He, him and I have already. Amani, that's this. always been there and you know it. Amani, yeah. that's always been there and you know it. Yeah. 
The older That's Vince true. gets, the, the the less likely it is for people to be able to decipher which of us actually played football. I love it. I love watching it. Watching Vince age right in front of our very eyes, man. It's a beautiful thing. But we <laughs> right. all need to become – we all can get a little bit more spence fit around here, and I definitely think there's something there to that. So give, it, give me the main way, you know, somebody can get spence fit. Like if you were to just give us a bland little hour – maybe like break it down just how, how what, what would be the first couple steps to getting spence fit as far as when you say getting spence fit you mean like what as far as like getting in shape or what do you mean yeah getting back getting back in shape so like the first week when i meet a new client the first week i want to see like what you can and can't do what you're what you can handle what you can't handle you know what i'm saying so i, I want to learn your body i want to learn how you could you know transform into the road of you know becoming Spencefield, or if you guys want to call it, you know what I'm saying. So it's all about taking your time and, and learning your client. You know what I'm saying. You can't just come out there and have the client do what I do. I've been doing this my whole life. You know what I'm saying. So it's like you got to start slow, read your client. You know, learn his body. You know what I'm saying, and, and motivate. You got you have to motivate. You know, because a lot of people come for the first week and they like, nah, this is too hard, man. This is too hard. And I'm like. I know it's hard, but you just gotta you gotta keep going until it becomes easy. Cause it, at one point it's gonna become easy. You know, Lacoco know, you know, dealing with all those team runs and stuff. After a while, it'd just be like, all right, this is what we gotta do now. It's just a oh, part of life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You so, remember the Patriot run? Oh my god, that was that was one of the worst runs I've ever did in my please, life. Please tell me you don't do that to your clients because that's no nah. <laughs> I can't endorse that. They, they want to come back. I need them to come back. This, okay, but, this was my thing with that run. We ran three, right? We ran three, and the Patriots ran two. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. Why are we running three? We're not playing. We're not remember, playing the Patriots. Remember, we did four one time. I don't know if you remember, we did four one time. And Coach P came out snapping on uh, Coach Mede. Like, what? <laughs> you ever running four? He's snapping. He's like, you know, like thank God he came out here because my hamstrings about to get out. Like, it was so close to getting out. Okay, before I ask my next question, what's the Patriot run? I got to know this one. What was it? 400, 400 and I can't remember the time. Each each guy, each skill level had a time. Big skill would be your uh, running backs, fullbacks, tight ends, linebackers, stuff like that. Skill would be your wide receivers and everything. Your bigs would be your O-line, D-line guys or injured guys as well. And we each had the same distance, but we had different times to make. Oh, we, had, we had 720. We had 720 yards. Skill. Y'all had 720. He had 720. And then Big Skill had just a little bit less than that, and the Bigs had a little bit less than that. But the hard part was it being timed, and you didn't know right. how to start. And obviously, you're not going to finish how you start either just because right. you're dead-ass tired. And, uh, yeah, that was, it just wasn't a fun time. It was one of those days where you're like, all right, today's going to suck. And it was every you know, Tuesday. I, every Tuesday, I woke up with a whole mad mood. Like, I just – I wasn't <laughs> – like, yeah, today is just not the day. Yeah, no, I, I'd probably wake up the same way too. Anyways, going back to Spence Fit, obviously the the business side of things are, is in a lot better spot than it was a year ago. You start out just, you know, just getting your friends as clients, and now you're getting mentioned by the Baltimore Ravens. So, right. what what are some of your expansion goals uh, for Spence Fit? I take it like step by step. You know what I'm saying? I want to eventually get my own my own little gym spot, you know, and then go from there. You know, and just keep rising and rising and rising, and then hopefully one day, you know, I'll probably be training at the Ravens, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you that, that, that's the later on goal, you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just taking it step by step now and just working, just grinding, just grinding and grinding, putting my head down, grinding, grinding, and then whatever comes with it, it just comes, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, the, the, the main I think, thing. I think you'd have fun with, like, an I am athlete type uh, that Brandon Marshall has 
where it's like a center for a bunch of athletes to come. You know what I mean? And it's like been, the main I've, training hub. Yeah, I've been there before. I've been there before one time. Yep. Of, of course you have. Of course yeah. you have. <laughs> I see your Snapchats. I see where you go. Yeah, his, his, his facility is actually nice. He had a nice, nice facility. For you this year, obviously, you know, you guys have been grinding you and, and your team with Lamar Jackson to get him prepared for the season. And obviously there's a lot on the line for him this year. I don't need me to tell you all the details of that. But what is it going to be like for you as week one comes and you see him and you start to see kind of the work kind of play on the field? What's that like for you? It's been the same since college. Since he was going out there and doing what he was doing since college. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's like a, a good movie when you're watching it. Like, a, you know, you ever just watched a good movie. Like, oh, yeah, let me play that back again. I got to just watch it again. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's always like a, a show. Like he puts on a show regardless. You know what I'm saying? And it's always been fun watching him, you know, especially from the sidelines or Wherever I was watching him at, it was always a good time watching him. You know what I'm saying? He always performs. He always performs. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be fun this year to see him do it again and again and again. I guess the last question will be, what what is your favorite, you know, lasting memory you have from your time at Louisville? You know, let's just bring it all the way back to Louisville. But what's your favorite lasting memory? I would say the locker room. The locker room. After practice, you know what I'm saying? After games, before games, before it, the locker room was always just like a vibe. Like, you know what I'm saying? We come there, have fun. You know what I'm saying? Crack jokes. You know what I'm saying? Play around all day. You know, even though I played too much, everybody always told me I played entirely. <laughs> but you know, I can't help it. Like, that's just who I am. Like, I just I just got to have fun or else I'm going to feel like it's it's military. Like, I don't like feeling like too military with things. You know what I'm saying? I like to have fun and, and, do, and do my job, of course, but... You know what I'm saying? We're going to laugh and have fun. We're not going to make it to where like a punishment. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I would definitely say the locker room is probably one of my best memories. One of my favorite memories of you is whenever me, you, and Lamar walked out of the facility together whenever you were still playing. Lamar was in the league, and he called shotgun in my car, and I looked at him like he was crazy, like he wasn't going to have shotgun in my car. I'm sorry. You had to you had to sit in the back on that one, bro. <laughs> it had to have been cool for you last year to come back and, and be with Lamar getting his number retired, something that for most Louisville fans should have been done day one. The day after right. he hung it up right. at Louisville, should have, right. should have had that statue and jersey ready to go. But I, I would imagine for you that was, that's got to be one of the cooler moments of your life. Yeah, that's definitely a time to remember, just seeing all of that, all his hard work pay off. You know, even though he should have been guys' number retired, I'm talking about as soon as he declared – for the draft, like the eight should have not ever been worn again after that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, just to finally see his his number and all his work ethic just get put up and hung up and, you know, respected how it should have been, it, it, was, it was definitely a time to remember. Y'all boys look cold down there on the sideline. Yeah, I, I know. I was going to have my big jacket on. I'm like, oh, God, cold, boy. That's the only thing I don't miss about Louisville, that weather. I can only imagine the first time it got cold your freshman year, and you're like, damn, man, I should have gone to Miami. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> when it, when it okay, Coach P always had, like, bench like bench seat warmers. You know, like, inside the inside the benches was warmers. You know what I'm saying? So, I would – you always – every time you look at the bench, you would see me over there, like, this uh, cut it up. I'm like, man, it is cold. Big jacket on. Big jacket on. <laughs> Big jacket on. I'm like, yeah, it's cold. I'm like, yeah, it's cold. I, I, I didn't really expect this. We're not committed here, but yeah, they don't tell right. you on the recruiting visit. <laughs> All right. Big thank you to Imani for, for jumping on with us. You guys can give him a follow on Instagram at SpenceFit underscore, and you can get to see some of the workout videos. Follow along there. You've got a new follower in me, a guy trying to get myself in the best shape of my life, which is not going well. But hey, you know, it's day at a time, baby. This temple going to get right. there, but it, it's not tomorrow. Day at a time. All right. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate it, Imani. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.